We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for January 22nd, 2024. Switching gears slightly, this next part, this is what we're going to be talking about until we get into the next batch of information. Uh, listener comments on Bigfoot or Sasquatch, how to deal with them in all evil entities biblically. And we're going to be getting into that later, okay, because that's a whole other subject. So a longtime listener, Patricia, um, who I kind of put out a little smaller email to like a group email, and she responded because the subject of Bigfoot came up. So she said, Scott has spoken on Sasquatch many times. These are a few quick points. And no, I do not research them anymore. And I do not want to spend too much time on that subject. <clears throat> She's had a lot of dealings with them. Let me make this clear. I was never one of those who went out there and looked for them. If you want them to follow you home and you want poltergeist and other basically demonic activity at your home, this is an excellent way to get that started. Okay? Do you understand what that means? That means that these people that get obsessed with Bigfoot and these cryptozoological creatures and they go out and... I'm talking apart from God. I'm talking, they're not called, they're just doing it. Well, I guess you could be a Christian, but you, you, you might not be called to do it. And it just might be out of curiosity and you might become obsessed with them. Whether you're a Christian or not, you're going to have the actual protection as a Christian though. Um, but whether, if you're not called to do that type of thing from God directly, then here's what happens. They want to follow you home. You're going to have poltergeist activity. You're going to have paranormal activity in your home. And and I've, I've read that over and over and over again from people. And some of them, it's not that they even wanted to do it, but they were out and then they, like hunters and these types, and, and they had a really bad encounter. And um, <clears throat> I don't think they were most of the vast majority of the time, they're not saved. And these things just haunt them for the rest of their lives. Okay. Now, I can't go into the woods without something knowing I am there. Because she I believe she had experiences that we're going to look at just some of them earlier and now she seems whenever she goes out into the woods they know that she's there, okay? Um and remember there's more than one cryptozoological creature in the woods. Bigfoot's just one of them. Okay. Um, I can't go into the woods now without something knowing that I'm there, even if I have never been there before. Even if I am several states over from where I'm currently located and bizarre, strange stuff starts to happen. I have not had a sighting, not, not of a Sasquatch anyway. So she's never actually seen one, but she says, I usually know evil a mile away and I start praying against it. Never wait for a sighting. Never do that. Start praying when strange things start to happen. Well, I would also even add to that. Pray, but if you're going to go out hiking, you know, you're going to go into the whatever. Pray prior to doing that. Any more, I mean, these things are, I'm just saying, like, just all the stuff we covered in part one. They're starting to manifest. And they're getting more emboldened. And, you know, it's getting increasingly dangerous, more and more dangerous to go out into the wilderness or the woods or wherever you're going. So you really want to pray prior to doing that. And if God's not giving you the green light to go out there, don't do it. Um, 
that's that would be my advice I'd give you. She goes on to say, there are many people out there who are very sorry they ever saw them. The number of people who have ill health and terrible things happen to them after having an encounter with them is huge. As it is, there's an unbelievable correlation to sightings of cryptids, like cryptozoological creatures, whether it's Bigfoot, Dogman, whatever, you, you name it. There is an unbelievable correlation to sightings of cryptids and having sickness and awful life events happen afterward. I've heard that over and over. And there are whole channels devoted online. That one guy, How to Hunt. All he ever does is read testimonial after testimonial after testimonial almost on a daily basis of all these people writing into him, telling them. And it's not like, oh, wow, I get a... I get a big prize, I get a big cash reward from this guy from doing this. Or a lot of them are probably wanting to maintain anonymity, but they're also wanting to get their story out there. They're also wanting to help validate other people's stories, saying, listen, it's not in your head. This stuff's going on. And yet, you know, most preachers, you bring this this subject up. I, I heard one that I had really respected not too long ago, and he, he said something like he was preaching, and then all of a sudden... He went off on this tangent about, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just like these people said they saw Bigfoot. Yeah, like that ever happened. And I'm like, Pastor, I'm like, so all the millions of people worldwide that have seen cryptozoological creatures and or, I mean, let's just throw everything in the boat. Let's say UFOs. Let's say whatever. They're all they're all liars. They're all tinfoil hat wearing devils. And as a good Baptist, because the Baptists, I think, are the worst at at of any denomination i've been around at acknowledging anything about this realm okay this gigantic part of evil that heavily relates to we battle not against flesh and blood because i do believe there's a huge wicked spiritual component to these but yet they act like there's no validity to any of it and that these people are just great so those people in these baptist churches and in these other churches where it's beyond frowned upon to ever bring up a subject like this they just have to suffer in silence and they're just told they're crazy and they're not and and a lot of my listeners i believe have gravitated to this ministry because i would never do that to them ever i would never i mean i've seen my share of of you listen to my supernatural experiences encounters and the other stuff that's happened to me that i mean i alluded to a lot of it in my last study who, who am I going to act like, oh, you're crazy. I'm judging you. You you have no validity. Who, who, what, what right have I to say that to somebody? That's just mean. That's cruel. And I know it's real anyway. So, um, and pretty soon, and it's getting to the point where it's pretty, getting, getting pretty tough for these sanctimonious religious types going to be getting harder and harder for them to deny the existence of these things particularly as they come more and more out of the shadows and they have done virtually nothing to prepare their congregations on for regarding the subject and how to deal with them which is what i'm going to try to cover today so um it's usually males who make contact with people and meaning the males bigfoot who make contact with people because males patrol and keep an eye on 
those who come and go. I mean, I was, I was watching that, I don't know, one of those Les Stroud things not too long ago, and they, they go they go out in the wilderness, and what they'll do, what the what these Bigfoot will do, is they will set up these tree things where it's like, it looks like a little, sometimes they break the tree off in the middle, and then they'll stack up trees together, and that's how they define territorial boundaries. And then you can go in there, and you can do these things called tree knocks, which they will do. And then a lot of times you'll get tree knocks back. And this is how you get on their radar. And I would never, ever tell anybody to do any of that unless they were a Christian called by God in, or, in order to deal with it. Okay? And I don't think there's a high percentage of Christians that are called to deal with this. Um, it's just not on most people's... Um, calling list it is heavily heavily on mine but for most people it's not what they're called to deal with um <clears throat> anyway it usually makes it's usually males who contact with people because of the males patrol keep an eye on who comes and goes by the way patrols are more than one sasquatch so one may be holding your attention but more than one is there and is silent so that's something to to be aware of. If you see one, there's typically more around, in other words. David Pilates, okay, another guy that's missing 411. I mean, he's all over the internet, has done a study well as well. And with a well-known forensic artist, I can't remember his name, Harvey or something, um, who is a man that does unbelievably real sketches of people he has never seen based on eyewitness descriptions. This man's ability to make forensic sketches is uncanny and his police, his police work is shown. That book is available on Can-Am, like Canadian America, Can-Am, missing website, called the Hoopa, H-U-P-A project. David Pilates, his last name is spelled P-A-U-L, like Paul, Pilates, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S, and you can find him on YouTube, all the videos are free, has a section of videos on his YouTube channel, Can-Am, missing 411, so it's C-A-N-A-M, one word, missing 411, where he does a deep dive on the Sasquatch. Now, understand, though, if you go up and you listen to this type of stuff, it's going to be from a totally secular perspective. I have yet, I have yet to hear one Bigfoot Sasquatch cryptid researcher that truly approaches it on how to deal with them from a biblical perspective. Now, maybe there's some out there, okay? But even the ones that say they're Christians, there's so much fear they're imparting to their audience. It's, it's like the fear of man bringeth a snare, you know, that type of thing. And so you're not going to go away from most of these broadcasts if you listen to them having your faith built up now some of them you will some of them will 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 say yeah i cried out to the lord jesus christ and you know the thing left or it vanquished it or, or whatever um those are not the norm because most people in the heat of battle when their faith is tested like that a lot of times they're just thinking of how to get out of dodge they're not focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, that's the only way to really deal with these, if you ask me. You have to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ in faith. And I'll get further into that 
later. And again, not everybody's called to do this, but we're all called, I think, to battle evil to a certain extent. I mean, that's, you know, for this cause, the Son of Man came to the earth basically to destroy the works of the devil. I'm paraphrasing there. Um, so this is definitely a work of the devil that we're, what we're talking about here. And these things are coming more and more out of the shadows. Then she goes on to say, like I said, Stephen Isdall on How to Hunt, that's the How to Hunt YouTube channel I told you about, has read thousands of emails from experiencers. Um, that is, and he, again, he's unsaved, but he will read the ones where they were like, you know, um, they call out to Jesus and, you know, that that's the remedy. That's the absolute best remedy by far. But it's just like the whole alien abduction thing where uh joe jordan has has that one uh particular website on on how to deal with you know alien abductions and he's got hundreds of testimonials and when they cry out to the lord jesus christ the alien abductions stop and they typically never come back because they act they react like they're having battery acid thrown on them when you call upon the name of the lord jesus christ whenever they're trying to you know come get you or interact or scare you or whatever so we have the power you just have to believe you know you you have to um tap into that and i'm not saying that in a judgmental way um but i think that's the key you know it's through the lord it has nothing to do with you it has to do with your faith um but it's being totally reliant on the lord jesus christ and then stepping back and watching what happens you know and I get, oh, I can't wait. I mean, I just want to see the Lord get glorified. I want to see the Lord Jesus Christ get glory. I want to see people get saved. And I'd love to get this stuff on film. So maximum amount of people would get saved. Because Christians are typically portrayed as weak and impotent and powerless in Hollywood shows and in paranormal shows and in stuff like that. Okay. Okay, so again, Steve is Isdahl, I-S-D-A-H-L, on how to hunt the YouTube. You can find it really easy. has read thousands of emails from experiencers. That is valuable to figure out what their M-O is, meaning their modus operandi, their, you know, what, what's motivating them. One of the problems with getting photos of Sasquatch is their paranormal abilities. They produce some really goofy photos. More than often, they produce photos... Well, they they produce goofy photos more often than they produce photos that actually look real. That's why it's so hard to get... These things are highly telepathic. They typically know if a person's coming into their area. They can cloak... Some of them, I believe, can cloak themselves. I don't know if they all can, but some of them have a cloaking ability. They use this thing called infrasound and extreme terror and fear um, mechanisms that a lot of times will negate any filming ever being done because the person's just trying to get get out of there to save their life so i think it's a combination of things why that they rarely get you know decent footage of course that's changing too it seems like they're allowing themselves to be photographed more and more i'm, I'm seeing videos all the time now where i'm seeing them just walk around i mean like usually it's through a forest and you can't get a but i mean I've never seen more footage of Bigfoot alone than I have seen probably in the last year. 
they cause video and recording equipment to malfunction in their presence they drain batteries they can show up in photos but the people who are there had no idea they were right there their predator cloak is often photographed meaning you can't see them in the in the pit in like they're they might be right near you but you can't see them but you can see them in a photograph sometimes they can be right next to someone and the people have no idea they are there they have varying abilities um with telepathy they are able to fully communicate with the subject down to just being able to project their emotions i have experienced them projecting emotions uh, or the Lord let me know my actions were causing such emotional upheaval. Um, they have something we all call infrasound. Which um, we're going to look at that. It turns out that the movie that the Obamas put out. Uh, Mike and uh, Barack. Has a infrasound soundtrack embedded in the movie which is there to make you feel horrible and invoke fear that's how bigfoot sasquatch and i'm sure a lot of these cryptozoological creatures use infrasound to put like uh super big demonic fear in you okay or make you feel horrible or sick um and it is prob okay so they have something we call infrasound it's probably is them producing this infrasound i had been hit before by infrasound before i guess when she was out hiking i became so sick and so disoriented disoriented i had to leave when i got back to the car heading on my way home i realized my sin i had recently committed permitted that to happen i repented of it and the effects of the infrasound was lifted off me you normally have to sleep off infrasound and it can take more than one cycle of sleep to throw it off the effects of it Another man who knows about Sasquatch is Scott Carpenter, who has a YouTube channel. So you will see some good, good videos from him there. So Scott Carpenter died this past year. I believe this, this is me personally, no one else has said this. I believe he died because he was hit by infrasound repeatedly, probably over the years. So it had like this um, compounding, progressive increasing effect on him he was like getting hit with blow after blow after blow and eventually it took him out he kept hiking though in the national forest after he quit researching the sasquatch but remember like like um patricia was saying is when she goes into a force they know that she's there okay um when events and, and again this would be a, all the more reason you would really want to pray something like psalm 64 hide me from the secret you're asking god to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity okay so as to make yourself now i'm not rebuking patricia or anything i'm just saying that i think this would be very good to do prior to even thinking about hiking at this point or any place that you think that these things could be you know uh my word you could probably who knows what you might be interacting out in public though with anymore i've talked a lot about that they walk among us so when you ask god to hide you from the secret counsel of the workers of iniquity and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity um you're i'm basically asking god to make me invisible to them but they, they're not even like they can do that to me as far as okay they can cloak themselves or whatever i'm asking god to do that for me from a holy standpoint so they're, they're not even aware of my presence um 
All right, anyway, um, I believe he died because he was hit by infrasound repeatedly. He kept hiking in the National Forest after he quit researching the Sasquatch. When events in his life made him realize there was something more to the Sasquatch than meets the eye. The Sasquatch followed him home and terrorized him, not only him and his family, but his neighbors as well. I had a listener that um, had this happen, and I mean... He couldn't get rid of him, and I, I don't, I don't exactly understand why. He is the listener that I went to. Now maybe he has since then, but he had this um, experience with them. They were they were messing with him every day. Wherever he went, if he was if he was outside in the woods, if he went fishing, they show up. And then he went to this this um oh it was like place you bring you go to to go camping but mostly for like travel trailers and things like that so i went there and he got back to me i think it was in october i i'm pretty sure i read this stuff online i can't find it though i can't believe i can't find it where i read his account of what happened to him at this particular um uh camping park okay in virginia and he said if you want if you want to deal with these if you really want to i mean it was it was terrifying evidently what happened to him he says if you really want to interact with these things come come to this park with me and i guarantee you you'll have an experience now i'm not going there to shake hands with them i'm going purely to engage them purely to do battle i am not going there out of curiosity i am going there i mean with bad intentions for them from a spiritual standpoint because i think i believe these devils are defiling god's planet and they're acting like oh this is our territory and you stay off it. no the earth is the lord's and the fullness thereof and all they that dwell therein that's what my bible says you have no right to this land you don't own this land you're a devil so i went with my listener greg who we went out and prayed we drove all the way up into virginia and again i can't believe i can't find this audio it's got to be up on my website somewhere but i've tried for like the last two days to find it. i can't find it anybody sees it let me know forward it to me I, the problem is when you have over 2,000 audios up there and stuff gets, you know, jumbled up a little bit. So um, we we went up there and it was, um, man, I think it was, I don't know how, met, how long it was after he had this original. I remember his first experience up there was, I think, right in the October range. And we went up there, oh man, it was like December, January. It was cold. I mean, it was freezing. And I'm pretty sure this campground, I don't know if it was right on like the Potomac River or something, or it was it was the river. The It was ginormously wide. Just can remember, because we actually went out the next day. We went out to the river. But we set up camp that night, got there. He, he met us there, and we set up camp, and... um gathered around the fire 
made food. Now remember, I, this is this happened. I, I don't know six seven years ago, I think. So it's it's a lot more fuzzy now than it was then. I'm I'm just I'm bombarded with content. I'm bombarded with emails. I'm bombarded with so much information that it's hard for me to have the, the greatest recall about everything. But um, we were I was just praying. We were praying against this whatever these things were and if they wanted to you know come out you know and engage us or whatever we're right here and we had a fire going and and they had a couple tents set up and um i'm not sure if i had my anointing oil with me or not i don't know if i'd even started using that at that point i'm trying to remember i don't remember really remember having that but um we were praying and it was late and that you know it was very very silent very very silent it was like a it would be like a a really super mega cold winter night in virginia there wasn't a lot going on there was a tiny bit of wind but we were praying and then all of a sudden this gigantic um tree we hear just split in half and go crashing to the ground out of like nowhere and it sounded like it was mm, i don't know 50 maybe 50 yards to 75 yards away the forest got pretty thick around where we were at there was a little bit of a buffer and then it got pretty thick and um we agreed at that point that probably be good if one of us would stand guard that night and i took i took like a really the really late night shift and i don't know i try i i did everything i could try to do to get these things to come out to engage to whatever I'm not bragging. I'm telling you, I'm totally relying on the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm being honest with you. God is my witness. And I tried, um, even though I was by myself, because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm here by myself. If you, if you want to, the other two were asleep. And um, I couldn't, other than that one thing that happened with the tree, there was nothing really else that, that happened. Not saying that we didn't sense anything or, or whatever, but it was nothing like what had happened to him when he went there by himself and um, like i said he was getting harassed at home and all this other stuff so um the next morning we go out and we find the tree and it was a fresh like um something had pushed this thing over uh and it there was no way there, there was enough wind to create that and it in you know, it was, it was, I think it was as, as about as close as they could get to us. I do believe God was keeping all of that. I went around that morning. I went out by myself into the woods. I went out the whole perimeter. I was, you know, challenging it, whatever. Come on. I'm right here. Let's do this. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You got your God, Satan. I got my God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, let's do this. I couldn't get anything to manifest. Um, which it was very much indicative of when I had that Northport Devil experience that I went to in, in Northport in uh, Florida, which is also you know Southwest Florida, um, high level of 
demonic. I mean, I did everything I could do that night to try to get that thing to manifest. And so I've never really seen any of these things. I've went and I've done what I can do. I just do it through the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I praise God while I'm doing it. I They hate that. They can't stand when you praise the Lord. Because when you start praising God, that is, you're demonstrating faith. You're demonstrating that you're, you're not operating in fear. And they cannot stand, I believe, when you start praising the Lord Jesus Christ. You start rejoicing and stuff like that. They hate that, I think, about as much as anything from what I could gather. Um, so as much as I can remember, we, you know, by the next day we woke up and like, you know, we were all just like I was totally disoriented from lack of sleep and and that type of thing. I don't think I ever got hit with anything like infrasound because it wasn't like I was sick. I just was like I hadn't gotten any rest really because, you know, we've been dealing with that. And then the crappy amount of rest I did get was, was really bad. Um, I hadn't quite calculated how cold it was going to be trying to get sleep in that environment is really rough. Um, so, uh, we kind of, we pulled out of there probably by the next day around, Oh, I don't know. Probably around 10 or 11. I would say, and we started driving back because, you know, I just didn't, none of us really felt compelled to stay in the night. It wasn't out of fear or anything like that. It was just like, it was freezing and we weren't really quite prepared for that level of cold. That was the main reason, particularly. Um, and as far as I know, none of us got sick or, or anything like that. And I'm not coming down on anybody that's had infrasound happen to them or whatever, um, at all uh but that's as close as i've gotten to engaging them um i do think i had my camera with me but there was nothing to really record maybe i should have probably been rolling it maybe i would have picked stuff up i did record the northport devil one i recorded all through the woods and then I looked at it afterward just in case something got on film, but nothing was no, nothing showing up on film on that one. And I probably took a good hour. I was probably a, a good hour into the woods at like past midnight. Because um, the guy challenged me. He says, if you show up here at midnight, he says, I guarantee you, you're going to be like a little pansy running away like all the others. And I said, I'll only, I said, I'll not only show up at midnight, I'll, I'll film it and I'll go into the woods. And you don't got to, I don't want anybody with me. I'll go, I'll go into the woods and I'll, I'll try to get the, and he, he was just like mocking me, that the guy in the Northport devil, he's like, you're gonna, <laughs> but I did because that's my calling. And because I know that our God is infinitely greater than anything they could possibly throw at us. And, you know, so I don't know. Um, that's so that's that's my little story about the whole thing patricia's had far more experiences with these things than i've had um anyway uh she believed this guy died because he was repeatedly hit with infrasound this researcher scott carpenter and he kept hiking in the national force after he quit researching um 
the Sasquatch, when the events in his life made him realize that there was something more to the Sasquatch than meets the eye, the Sasquatch followed him home and terrorized not only him and his family, but his neighbors as well. Now, again, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of things I would do that I do do <laughs> regarding this at the end. Now, I've went over some of this. I've went over all of it before, but I'm going to actually give you all the information. I'm not going to, I can't go over it in detail. The PDF for today's date's 46 pages. No, it's, it's going to probably be about 40, but it's a lot of information. There's no way I can possibly cover it all, but you'll have it there. You can go over it. You can print it out and avail yourself to that. Um, he casually mentioned a few videos before he died about being hit with infrasound when hiking with others. Ma mature Sasquatch have a good ability to focus on with their infrasound, who gets the infrasound, and no one else was actually actually getting hit. Um, and typically what happens is you have a really bad headache afterward. He was not prone to getting headaches. He said that that was unusual in and of itself. Most of his videos were filmed on the trail. He had never had one time said anything about headaches. Uh, so he was getting headaches after he hiked in those national forests. And this had not happened before. And he knew quite well that infrasound felt what infrasound felt like. And he knew that he was being hit by, by it as well. Well, he died shortly after that whole thing with an aneurysm in the brain. So those Sasquatch were hitting him with infrasound, deliberately trying to blow his ballooned artery most likely in his head and yes they totally would have that kind of information about someone they they have told many sasquatch contactees that they had that kind of information like they can see into your your body i guess kind of some of them scott carpenter's death upset me great a great deal as i believe it was murder he left a girlfriend and his children behind his wife actually had eventually left him because of his what he was involved in uh, with the research he was involved in by the way if you want to end up divorced be a sasquatch researcher or a sasquatch habituator meaning you're always going out trying to look for them which is insanity i would only ever go out number one if i feel god gave me the green light and that's super important on that one like the most important is having peace about it god giving you the green light you probably want to pray and fast before you do it and you definitely want to be called to do it okay so there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects to it um these people man that, that these researchers and these ones that go out and go squatching and all this stuff they are just asking for trouble's not really the word it's beyond that you know they could they could wind up dead like this scott carpenter guy guy did so from another email, she said, so lots of animals use infrasound. Tigers and elephants are examples of animals who can use infrasound. This is exactly what the Sasquatch does to make you sick and dizzy. Now, I don't think they're using it in that way, The tiger, but Sasquatch uses it in this way. They, they make you sick, dizzy, they make you feel bad to either get you out of the forest or make you slow down and separate from the group that you're in so you get disoriented. So then you go missing. They open their mouths and aim in your direction. Yes, we have multiple eyewitnesses who will attest to this and have seen deer and other animals become confused as a result. That's one of the ways they hunt. They'll hunt animals that way. They'll use infrasound to make them disoriented so they can actually go and, and kill the animal. Also, if they are close enough, you can hear a secondary sound they make. 
I did not hear that sound when it happened to me. I remember when I was hit with infrasound, the force started to spin around. I became dizzy. I suddenly felt exhausted. I think I almost passed out. I already knew what infrasound was, so I knew that I was going on and I needed to turn back. I was fuming when I got in the car, wondering why Abba Father, I mean, you know, God the Father, let them do this to me. I prayed on the way home and realized this. First off, you need to understand, I was to the point where I was desperate to get out of Washington, D.C., which is where she was working at the time, and looked fondly and longingly to any trip to the Shenandoah National Forest. This does not excuse what I did next, but I would get home immediately. I would get home immediately, plan the next trip, and then look forward to it all month as I could only afford to leave D.C. about once a month. Everything about this trip was a no-go in this particular case where she got hit with infrasound. The weather was atrocious. I knew well in advance the weather was going to be dangerous, actually. So I could have just canceled the trip and not lost a dime. Then when I went anyway, the ranger at mile marker zero, Skyline Drive, his, it was called Dickey Ridge, stopped me and told me no one was allowed in the park that day because of the weather. Okay, so she felt nothing's going to stop me from this hike. So in other words, she's getting no green lights from God to do this. It's like square, trying to shove a square peg through a round hole. She's getting nothing but red flags, but she's like, I'm bound and determined to do this no matter what, okay? So I knew the unofficial entrances, and I went to one of them. So she went to an unofficial entrance, okay? A blatant act of rebellion. I was out of the car and on the trail literally in 15 minutes. I felt fine one minute and then was sick as a dog the next. So the moral of the story here is that if you, even as a Christian, if you're doing something out of God's will... And you force yourself into a situation like this. You're starting to, you know, the chastisement of God's probably going to be upon you. Um, you're going to start forfeiting God's protection. I mean, he didn't let her die or anything, but, you know, it's just not what you want to do. Um, and again, I'm not judging her at all. Okay. No judging. I, I just think this is a really good cautionary tale for all of us. I mean, me included to read this. She says, I was shocked that Abba Father let them do that to me. And then I had a wake-up call. And that was a wake-up call to me. That something was badly wrong here. So I knew I had to go. If he, if he let them do this, what else would he let them do? On my way home, I was crying. I am embarrassed to even tell the story. Complaining um, to the Lord. And then I heard this. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Which is a Bible verse. The straw that broke the camel's back here was my act of defying the ranger who had the authority to tell me for my own safety not to go into the park. As soon as I repented of that, I became normal again and I did not need to even sleep the infrasound off. So the Bible says, of whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And that's like you have a child and they're, they're, they're doing things they shouldn't be doing. You as a parent have the right to discipline the child. You can spank the child these types of things um and this is what god does with us and the bible says if you, if you be without chastisement then you're bastards which is like an illegitimate son so people that go through their life and they're like just living life whatever way they want to they're living in horrible sin and they call themselves a christian and it doesn't seem like there's any kind of chastening of god on them well that's not a good indicator they're a christian 
you know. And again, I'm not saying that in a judgmental way. I'm just saying, you know, it's not a really good sign. Um, so, um, anyway, you just want to, you really want to be called. And she wasn't going there to engage Bigfoot or anything. But God knew what she was going to encounter going there. And there was all these red flags set up so that she wouldn't go there. But she went anyway. And that was the point of the whole thing. So that's a good good cautionary tale for all of us to, to kind of uh, think about. So my reply was, yes, awesome points. Patricia probably has more experience with Bigfoot than anyone I know. I wish I could find my teaching I did like four to six years ago where I went to engage them. That was the one in Virginia with two of my listeners at the Cami Park in Virginia where my one listener had encountered them before. It was pretty wild, but I can't seem to find it. I did find this one below, and the one below that, I think I read Patricia's account of the cave system she toured in Virginia. A lot of stuff going on in Virginia. So my one teaching is entitled End Time Current Events. This is from um, 513 of 18, part three. And I talk about a lot of things, renouncing the alien, these aliens demanded you renounce Jesus Christ. Yeah, of course they do. That some, I'm, I'm sure an abductee did. And then powerful devils rebuked by calling on Jesus. And then Sasquatch attacks stopped by calling on Jesus. Dogman encounter and the government cover up about that. So there's my link to that teaching. And then my next teaching was one of my mega studies on the alien agenda exposed. Part 8. <laughs> from It was the fourth mega study I'd done and it was part 8. And I talked a lot in this one. I mean, we talked about, um, well, book review, Walking Among Us, The Alien Plan to Control Humanity. We talked a lot. That's David Daniels. And then Katy Perry's song, Extraterrestrial, and The Alien Agenda. Then listener comment, uh, Nephilim Reptilian Ukraine sighting. Another listener comment, Reptilian Eye Slit sighting at Walmart. And then we talk about um, Reptilian Demonic Shapeshifters, Illuminati Exposed Shapeshifting um celebrities like Nicki minaj justin bieber Katy perry britney spears beyonce oprah and then girl sees reptilian humanoid in virginia then and i believe this is from Pat patricia extreme evil in the lure caves in virginia she saw i'm pretty sure she saw something down there it was and that's a that's a hair raising testimony so <laughs> patricia's seen a lot of stuff um, this is a cave system in in uh, the Lurie ca Caverns, I'm sorry, in Virginia. Yeah, that was crazy. You might want to listen to this one. And then Virginia, another comment. Virginia is increasingly becoming ground zero for this kind of evil activity. It seemed like I was reporting a lot on Virginia at that time period. Now it seems like it's shifted to Florida more. But not to say it's not still occurring in Virginia. Uh, some other stuff we talked about there, but... Um, all right, so I want to play this one. Infrasonic waves embedded in the Obama movie. Leave the world behind. It is making people sick. I've heard testimonies of people that started watching it and they're like, ah, I didn't want to watch it. I just felt horrible. Felt horrible watching the movie. So it has an EMF wave embedded in the movie soundtrack that acts as an energy weapon. That's what infrasound is. It's, it's like an energy weapon. Uh, so thank you, Barack and Big Mike, his husband. 
one of your many gifts to humanity. Don't worry, though, as white-hot hellfire awaits you two sick, twisted devils. That was my little touch I threw in there. So I'm going to go ahead and play this um, little video here, this little heartwarming video. Did they use frequency as a weapon against us in the movie Leave the World Behind? I think they did. So... I had my own experience after watching this movie, um, and then I came across a video of a man who downloaded the movie into a software. It's what he does for a living. Um, and I played around with this too with my OBS, with my Solfeggio videos. You can layer sound. So like I'll have a video file and then one or two audio files to make sure that the Solfeggio frequency is accurate in the video. Um, and when he downloaded Leave the World Behind, it was one video file and four audio files. And the fourth audio file was an infrasonic audio file. Infrasonic are considered stress waves. They're very bad for you. They're lower than the humans can hear and they can cause damage to you. So I'll show you a clip of his video, but for all the people who were saying um, they didn't want to watch the movie, they couldn't deal with the sound, you were absolutely right. Um, I was very sick after watching this movie and then it took me a good four or five days to get back to my normal vibrational state after watching the movie um, and I had to do all the things. Um, now that's indicative of what Patricia was saying about getting hit with infrasound where it's taking you days to get back to, potentially days, to get back to a normal state of being because it's, it's like whatever it does is it just shakes you to your core. Um, and it, it's, it can take a long time to get back to normal. And then I was thinking on it, like, what the hell happened? And I was asking the question. You asked the question to the universe. What happened? I no, never... Well, to the universe. So obviously this lady is a, like, Oprah follower or something. Um, and she's not a Christian. Sick. This doesn't happen to me. And his video came my way. So let me show you a clip of this man's video. Here you go. Stunning. Stunning. One video file, four audio files opened up. And this one... So he, in the video file of Leave the World Behind, he evidently had some way of dissecting this video, and he said when he did, four different audio files opened. And he's showing them on the screen. Um, so there were four different, evidently simultaneous audio files playing in the movie. And one of them was this, I believe, this infrasound type of thing infrasonic stress waves was playing in the movie uh in conjunction with the soundtrack this fourth audio file seems to be the weapon yeah this is a low uh, elf low, low frequency infrasonic. infrasonic now again i would bear that in mind about any movie at this point i mean because you know they could be doing this in a variety of of movies or whatever so bear that in mind okay so i guess that was it let me just let me just back that up just a hair this is a low, uh, ELF, a low, low frequency infrastonic wave right? okay so that's it that i wish he would let it let him keep talking but yeah that's the weapon yeah
No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Yeah, that's a, that's a good verse. No weapon that is formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that shall rise up against thee in condemnation, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So these are the kind of verses that you want to, when you're in these situations, you want to quote those verses. You're demonstrating faith. You're relying on the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Those are the kind of verses that you want to be quoting back when you're in these situations or if you start to see fear or, I mean because I, I i know that i talked about going into the woods but i mean anymore these types of things could be occurring wherever you know as evil comes more and more out of the shadows all right let's go further here um okay then here's another long time listener from a long time listener who is a canadian indian an important message i figured that information would be useful for your listeners in canada and in the u.s there have been sightings of mountain slash timber giants aka they're called the mountain trolls all the way to parts of the u.s or alaska now some of these um have been in a file that um i've had so these aren't all just something i received last week okay a lot of these are, are older things okay so he says according to terrified witnesses this big dude <laughs> meaning the i guess these uh, mountain giants these big dudes lower incisors gave him the appearance of having tusks yeah they're the shaquille o'neal of the cryptid world sort of like cousins of the giants of the solomon islands the big dudes upward of 15 to 22 feet yes i've heard them if they're if they're what they call a um like a, a, a literal descendant of a fallen angel in a human yeah they they can get real big then you've got the half cast giants and you've got quarter cast giants and it goes down and down and down and every time you have those the um kind of the um diluting of the dna of the giants you get they get shorter and shorter i've got i got into that when we talked about the solomon islands key and solomon islands because that's a whole other subject we've talked quite a bit about a friend from the u.s had warned me about the bigger sasquatch dubbed the mega squatch after inquiring about them one of my elders because he's like i said he's a canadian indian one of my elders confirmed of their existence i believe that's what he means like the elders of his tribe i think um a quick description their height is 15 to 20 feet same build as the regular sasquatch i guess just they're a lot more big known to snatch women and children and kidnap men as well other sasquatches are actually terrified of them well, yeah, because they're at the top of the food chain, probably. From what I can surmise, their territory is northern Ontario. Uh, but I am concerned that they, I'm concerned of what they might do to hikers and campers in that territory. Wes Germer of the Sasquatch uh, Chronicles confirmed what the elders had said to me regarding Bigfoot. He mentioned that the former spirit medium had told the two brothers that Dogman and sasquatches are coming out of the earth and they will attack humanity so i again i'm seeing every indicator that these things are becoming more and more emboldened and it's almost like the bible talks about in second thessalonians chapter 2 where it says that the he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way meaning some type of restraining force that's kind of keeping the antichrist and the false prophet and 
them at bay type of thing. It, it, it's it's hard to define that clearly. That it's a bit nebulous those scriptures, but it reminds me of that. You know, um, my comment was that more no not mine but he says my comment is that more dangerous monsters than cryptids will come out of the earth to attack humanity monsters that are meaner and nastier than even the sasquatch they're they're referenced within the pages of the bible um i i think yeah i mean there's there's parts of like revelation and things of this nature where you could uh, paint a picture of that um according to my elder sasquatches go underground during the winter when it's warm but occasionally they go up to the surface. I suspect that the scouts were sent out hunting for food. And that's what Patricia referred to earlier where they, they send out scouts. They send out patrols. They usually go out at least two at a time. You may you may see them. You may not. Probably not going to see them. You might hear them. You know, that type of thing. Another email from Patricia. She said, um, in Humboldt County in Northern California, it's famous for its Bigfoot and other unbelievably strange cryptids. Also, some of the Native American tribes that live there, the Yurok in particular, are afraid of the Bigfoot that live there, unlike many Native tribes who consider them another tribe of Natives. These Indians have a lot of experience with them, abducting their women and maybe children, if I remember correctly, but the focus is typically on women. Yeah, probably so they can try to breed with them or whatever. They're real sick, twisted things. They like to rape horses and all kind of stuff. They, a lot of, I've read a lot of testimonies of that. Well, of farmers and these types of people that catch them in the act or ugh, they're nasty um, this is a long time listener Michelle who never emailed me anything like this before or really after um, listener comment about a terrifying Bigfoot encounter at Cato Lakes State Park in Texas uh, a few I just got back a few days ago okay and this was she sent me this October 20th 2019 um again i don't know if i read this at the time or I, I don't know but i had i had it in my my bigfoot file i just got back a few days ago from being on vacation we rented a cruise america motorhome and took my little dog and went several state to several state parks in arkansas uh i was really hoping the trees would have been turning like the fall leaf change but the fall season was not yet so i have a scary incident to share the very last state park we stayed in was in karnak texas yeah and it is called cato lake state park the site we had reserved was totally away from everybody and there were no lights so it was very pitch black at night that was like the one we went to too in virginia it was pitch black i mean there was you couldn't see anything um unless you had like a headlight or, or a light um, very pitch black at night and the woods all around us. We just randomly picked this park not knowing anything about it. Never been there before. My little dog is very close to me. So when he needs to go potty in the wee hours of the morning, he wakes me up. And I get up and take him outside no matter what the time is. Um, I have been doing this my whole trip with no issues whatsoever. Meaning the whole trip they had had with this motorhome. So... It is about 10 minutes till 3 a.m. And before I stepped out of the RV, I turned the outside light on right above the door. Me and the dog are walking out around uh, right by our RV. A red flag went up when my dog kept stopping and standing still like he was frozen. And he kept looking at me like he was saying, 
help me. <laughs> Poor thing. I kept saying, buddy, are you okay? He would not move. See, this is this is this is why I I, I part of me like why I want to just deny I I just want to see God annihilate these devils. Because they just feed off the fear of the innocent. They love that. They this is one of the ways they feast. This is like I said about those things in the Miami Mall. I think that was a one of their motivating factors. It's it's how demons operate. It's how devils operate, you know. So anyway, um, he would not move. So I kind of tugged on his leash, and he he was he moved a little bit, stopped again, and then he was frozen. And then he looked at me with the same look, and then all of a sudden, I hear something running through the woods, and a huge tree limb hits the ground, which, again, I can relate to that because it wasn't a tree limb when I was there that night in Virginia. It was a tree that was split in half. There was no wind, no reason. I think I think the tree was a little bit rotted, but it wasn't, it wasn't when you looked at the tree, it was like, there's no way you can, you know how you can kind of tell like if something's going to, this wasn't ready to go. This thing like probably would have been standing there for potentially years, but something came and pushed the, um, this big trunk of this tree that was, you know, it was rotted in one spot, some, but he had enough strength to just push that over. And it was a big tree trunk hitting the ground. I mean, it really got your attention. So I, I understand what she's saying there. She said, I cannot begin to tell you the massive fear that drenched me. My heart dropped to my feet and I suddenly scooped up my dog and ran to the door of the RV and threw him inside and on the bed and I turned and locked the door fast. And again, I don't think that, and I'm not saying this in a chauvinistic way, I just don't see a lot of Christian women being called to go engage these things. I just don't. I, I, I think that this is something where you're going to have a select group of men that are called to this that, like, <laughs> like that are, are just very, very eager to engage these things. Um, so that's that's my personal opinion. Now, she, I'm not saying she was even looking for this. She wasn't. Okay, it wasn't her fault or anything. But, um, you know, this is uh, this is something that just a select uh, amount of people that are called. I think that you know of men that are. And I I know there's got to be a lot of other men that I believe are called to engage these things in the end time. To give God the glory so that many would be saved. Maybe to get this stuff on film. To show the unsaved who actually has the real power. As 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 opposed to the way Christians are betrayed, portrayed as powerless and weak and scared. Alright, so she says, okay, so kind of move. I tugged on the leash. I was, And then he moved a little bit. All of a sudden, I hear something running through the woods, and I hear a huge tree, tree limb hitting the ground. I cannot tell you the mass of fear that drenched me. My heart dropped to my feet, and I suddenly scooped up my dog and ran to the door of the RV and threw him inside on the bed, and I turned and locked the door fast. I had such fear, Scott, as I felt as though I was going to have a heart attack for real. Well, he probably hit her with infrasound and every single kind of fear mechanism he could throw at her. 
this Sasquatch or group of them. Okay. I could not catch my breath and I was shaking so bad. And I said, I mean, Taylor's Taylor's the same way. Even though Taylor's had so many experiences that I have not had, she is deathly afraid of these things. I mean, she's like, she is so, it's not something I think, and it's no, it's no shame. It's just not something that a woman, I believe from a biblical standpoint would be called to deal with. To, to actually want to go engage, you know, um, most guys are, are deathly afraid of this in the secular world. I mean, most guys are not wanting to, 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 to mess with this kind of stuff. So, um, again, no judgment here, no, 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 no judgment. Um, but my heart dropped to my feet. I, I suddenly scooped up my dog, ran to the door. Um, I couldn't catch my breath. I sat on the side of the bed. It seemed like forever to try to com compose myself. Um, when I finally got somewhat back to normal, I tried to lay back down. My dog never barked or growled while outside. And now he's pacing the floor inside and I am stunned. I cannot figure out what in the world is going on. Now, also, like Michelle and Patricia are like two of my like longest listeners. I mean... I don't even know how many years. It's not like I get emails like that from them all the time. I don't. So I'm wanting to tell you that about the source of these. Um, I cannot figure out what's going on. So I laid down, closed my eyes. And the Holy Spirit said, get up and search animal attacks in this park. My eyes flew open. I said, what? I tried to close my eyes again and it got louder. So I set up and used the hotspot on my phone to use my tablet and I typed in the exact words I was told animal attacks in Cato Lakes State Park and I kid you not the very first thing that came up was Bigfoot sightings <laughs> oh I wish I could have been there oh I began researching further and found park rangers who had reported sightings as well like I said, I knew nothing about the park at all. Never heard of it. Come to find out the Bigfoot headquarters for Texas was right around the corner from where we were in Jefferson, Texas. I stayed up to the point on and finally crashed later that afternoon. Me and my dog were out for hours. After I searched and researched, I had peace and sounds. I, I, I researched. I had peace. Sounds crazy. I know. Okay. Um... Let's see here. Uh, I know there was something there. My dog was frozen, never moved or made a sound. And have I've never in my life experienced anything that level of fear ever. See, that's the ability they have. Fear. You know. And God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Okay, so this is the opposite. Fear of God's different. Okay. Fear of God, reverence of God, that's different than this. This is not of God, okay? So um, so she said, I've never experienced anything that like that level of fear ever. Scott, it was like an evil spiritual thing. I think I remember reading somewhere that Bigfoot does some spiritual things to freeze people, like freeze them in place. I cannot think of the proper word, people or animals. Well, I think that relates to the infrasound thing. I'm a believer there is something out there. <laughs> All right. So then another email from Barry, the um, the Canadian, my listener is a Canadian Indian. And he said, this was on, he sent me this in 2017. 
He said, here's what my father told me regarding the hairy devils in the woods. <laughs> According to him, they are known to throw large rocks at people and kill small animals, um, killing them from a distance and with precision. Yeah, I've heard that many times. Before winter sets in, not only do they migrate, they go deep into the earth to the subterranean areas. They would walk to freezing they would walk to freezing cold waters, then head into the subterranean areas. Um, head in the, in, in, into the earth via subterranean entrances, caverns, and tunnels. No one can go where they congregate. The human in question would suffer from heart palpitation, go into shock, or bodily shutdown due to being close to their presence. I can tell you right now, my my experience, and who knows, I might have been around them a whole lot more than this. That did not happen to me, okay. But again, I'm called to this, and you know. So, what the reason I'm saying that is that I don't want everybody to be like in fear and and to be freaking out and to think that you have no power over them. I'm no better than you, okay. I'm no better than you. You can you can you can call on the same God. You can invoke the same Bible verses I've told you about. You can implement the things I'm going to give you in the um the, the word docs that I copied and pasted into this email, just the same as I do. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. I want to encourage you that if you're put in a position where Let's say you may not want to deal with them, but you're kind of in a position where you're forced to deal with them. Well, I want you to know what to do. And I want you to understand and believe that you have greater power through the Lord Jesus Christ than they have through Satan. That's the big reason I want to do this study, to impart that to you. Okay, so... um yeah, the the human in question would suffer from heart. Yeah, apart apart from the Lord, yeah, the suffer heart palpitation, going to shock, the body shutting down, due to being close to their presence. Now, I'm, again, I'm not coming down on either Michelle or Patricia because they would again. It's a calling thing, and they were caught also flat-footed because they weren't aware that what they were getting into in either instance it's not like they had any kind of heads up that they were going to be dealing with this that day okay so that's why i said going at this point man going into the woods at all even campgrounds assume the worst prayed up you might want to fast that type of thing before you go into the woods anymore or it wherever you might get that feeling about going into the city i mean you know in my corner of the world they haven't messed with people yet but they will when the world as we know it comes to an end you can't mess with bigfoot a sasquatch is merciless and savage when angered i just again none of that means i could care less i i don't they're nothing they're nothing compared to god i mean he's also quick to anger he has a temperament of a windigo when there's no food available. The thing is, I, I don't like emails sent to me like this when it's like, come on, guys, let's realize who we are in Christ. You know? The Bible says, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Call upon me, call upon me, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. 
Look at Jeremiah. I believe 32 and 33. So I want you to come away from this teaching with your faith increased. And without, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, you can't engage these things. And again, you might say, well, I'm not called to this. Yeah, but what if you get to put in a position like Patricia or Michelle where you don't have a choice? Taylor's had to deal with stuff she didn't want to deal with. She hates it. And I think that's that's much more normal for a a Christian woman to feel that way. Because I don't think they are called to directly deal with these things. I don't really see any Bible for that. And very few men are probably. But you know what? God needs men. God, you know, like Gideon's army. I believe he needs that. And I believe this is going to be a bigger and bigger deal as we move forward. I've been predicting this for years. Ever since I've been in, I, I, I believe I've been predicting this type of scenario where the men, Christian men, are going to need to rise up because you might be put in a position, whether you feel called to it or not, where you might have to deal with these things. And you want to deal with them in a biblical way, through faith, not relying on yourself whatsoever. So he goes on to say, here's what I've heard. They're ambush predators. If you see one, there's another one close by. Well, that's what Patricia was saying. And another thing, except two, expect two on your right and two on your left. Uh, I have heard several people mentioning about cryptid-type creatures coming out of the earth, of which people are seeing more dogmen, Bigfoot, and other creatures. Eventually, they will attack people, of which is mentioned in the book of Revelation regarding beasts of the field killing one-fourth of mankind. So, yeah, there's some heavy, heavy-duty stuff coming. There's no doubt. And that's why I'm here partly to prepare my listeners for this kind of stuff. So my comment about this subjects. Um, I had written to the guy, uh, my listener, Greg, that I did the prayer, that I've done the prayer walks with, who went to me with Virginia. We drove up there and we did that camp can't be thing with my other listener regarding Bigfoot. I said, it is insane as I've gotten three different confirmations in the last two days that both Bigfoot and Dogman migrate depending on the season. In the link I sent you below, I believe they said Dogman migrate down from Tennessee in particular to an area in Mississippi um, in the summer to hunt deer. I just heard this from a listener below who sent me this email out of the blue today these devils need to be engaged this is what i'm saying they are pure evil and god is able to smite these devils i do agree with what he is saying about these creatures becoming more and more emboldened i believe as wickedness increases these things are going to get more and more aggressive and start to openly war with humanity yeah and this is what i mean about being put in a position where you may not have a choice I mean, go up on YouTube and just do a quick search for Dogman Encounters or Bigfoot Encounters and you will find hundreds and hundreds of testimonials, many from experienced hunters who don't mess around, that are meticulous in their accounts of their encounters and wish to remain anonymous, meaning they're not trying to get rich off this or go glory seeking for something, like building some social media platform. 
I mean, just like the millions that have claimed to have been abducted by aliens, there's just no way all these people are just making this stuff up. Yet, the church is pretty much totally silent on this issue. Hence, kind of the niche that ContendingForTruth.com fills, at least in that particular regard. It's not the only niche, but it's, I think, one of the main ones. All right, so we thought we've got to the end of all that. And again, I'm not, I've got a long way to go, but I'm going to rapid fire go through this information. This is something you're going to want to print out and maybe keep in your Bible or keep with you because people ask me all the time, okay, what do I do about this? Or maybe I've got paranormal activity in my house or in my apartment, or I'm dealing with some evil person or witch that's trying to come at me or maybe they've they've dealt with stuff like this out in the forest um whatever kind of evil they're dealing with okay um or let's say you feel led or compelled to go out and pray over the land it doesn't necessarily mean you go out and need to go in the woods but you might be praying over the city or something like that these are spiritual warfare principles when praying over the land in places and engaging evil. This is the template I go by when I will go out and go on these prayer prayer trips that I've had with my listener Greg. So, this is the prayer, and I'm not gonna, you know, it's again, I can't, I don't have time to go over all this, but it's a prayer that I've kind of put together regarding this and a lot of it i think you should always probably pray and fast prior to going out and doing this type of work and i and i definitely be led and be called to this because this is kind of a a pretty serious thing and you can really get yourself in the crosshairs um from a evil standpoint especially if you're not taking the precautions and and you're not called to it now all that's jazz so anyway i give you the prayer there um and then we go further and it's it covers a lot of bases i try to be very very thorough this is a pretty long prayer but it covers a lot of bases and then these are principles that henry groover when he was living used to take authority over animals or anything that was trying to attack him when he was prayer walking so these are some bible verses on that um other things that you can do then spiritual warfare and eating meat i've covered this before um, in numerous other teachings and um i think that this is very important it's a very important component of this it's not the only one but it's a listener question also regarding getting enough protein meat and praising the Lord in spiritual warfare. Okay. So we talk about the importance of eating meat, in particular red meat, um, and spiritual warfare. And again, why they why do they want us all to eat bugs and become vegans? You know? And they eat their, their 3D printed uh, mRNA injected bug meat or whatever they're trying to give us you know you'll eat the bugs you know, like like klaus schwab says and love them because they know how that affects us spiritually they're trying to defile us body soul and spirit every single way they can so being the best kind of meat is i like organic grass-fed meat preferably from a local <laughs> and i understand that's not practical for a lot of people but 
do the best you can. Pray over your food. The food is sanctified by, you know, prayer. Sanctified to me means holy and set apart. But try to eat as good as you can, you know, as much as your budget can afford. Uh, I talked a lot about that in the past. Anyway, I give some excerpts from a, from a book here on that. And then the, the other thing is, is my file. And this is my most important file I've got out of the hundreds and hundreds of files I've got. This is like if I can only send one file to a Christian, this is the one I send. Okay, this is like 30 years of my experience being a Christian and the things I've been able to compile regarding biblical proactive actions that really make a difference when dealing with evil entities and overcoming sin. So, the first one is how to pass from curse to blessing, self-deliverance, many steps you can take to protect yourself, your family, and your evil. There's four different steps you can do there. I've talked about that before. And then... There's something awesome about the name of Jesus um, and a little Bible study on that because that's really the foundation upon how you engage in spiritual warfare. Um, then there is get at least one King James Bible CD or player and play it 24-7 wherever, somewhere in your house, wherever you are. It doesn't have to be in your particularly in your bedroom or whatever, but somewhere in your house if possible. If you don't think, um, okay, and then you definitely do King James, please. I guess that one Bible player, um, you can find you can find it on eBay. Um, that's a good one too. I, I, I'm sorry, the name escapes me, but there is a player that you can buy that will, I believe, play. But I'm pretty sure what it does is it plays the whole Bible. I like to play just the book of Revelation over and over. And I have the book of Revelation playing over and over in where I have all my anointing oil 24-7 for years at this point. And it plays through the anointing oil. We're going to get into that in a second and infuses it with basically with the word of God. It supercharges the anointing oil. And the, the devils and demons hate it. Um, okay, so then that's something. And then two, that brings me to the next point. Actually, I've covered more than two points, though. Um, putting on the full armor of God, that's just, you know, something we should be doing every day. Whole little Bible study on that. And then applying the blood of Jesus Christ over your house, your property, your cars, your family, yourself. Uh, Revelation 12, 11, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Then praying for the Lord's angels to encamp around about you, your family, your house, your property. And these are different points, and they have little, there's text with every one of these. Um... Let's see here. As I say, believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit lives inside us. When the petitioning the Lord, use the example of the Lord's prayer by petitioning the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for whatever prayer requests you are wanting. And then I give them a couple of teachings I've done on prayer. And then I talk about point six, praying Psalm 64, praying the Psalms. Uh, my teaching on imprecatory prayers, a whole little section on that. And then we talk about the supercharged um, anointing oil that I talked about from my deliverance minister in Tasmania, Fisherman Pete, and his whole testimony on it. Oh, I also then give my strategic warfare prayers, um, prayers to neutralize occult rituals, um, then stop any sexual sins, 
Um, I have a teaching called Biblical Sexual Prohibitions that a lot of people do not understand. There are certain things that you do sexually that is a sin that you shouldn't be doing. That's highlighted there. Again, these are all, there's links to all this here. That's point eight. Also, contraception. In this teaching, we'll be shocked in the way that many birth control methods actually work. The pill, the patch, the IUDs are potentially abortifactive according to companies that make them. So you could be having abortions occurring in your own uterus and not even knowing it, thinking that it's not working that way. That's something you hardly ever hear anyone talk about. Okay, but I did a whole teaching on it. It's called Contraception in the Bible. Again, we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. You could be doing something to bring curses on yourself. And, 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 and that could be like the one reason why I can't believe, why, why is my life so full of misery? Why can't I get my prayers answered? Well, you could be being destroyed for lack of knowledge. You could be ignorant of Satan's devices and he's getting an advantage of you. Could be as simple as that. Okay, so I give a whole section on that. Then cleaning your house of cursed objects. Um, give you a whole little section on that. Then 10, Bible verses to help you break free from hindrances and have your daily, uh, add to your daily affirmations. And a um, little section on that. Then here are some short deliverance prayers that you could do. Um, then, oh, supercharged do-it-yourself anointing oil. I thought we already covered that. Hold on real quick. Oh, the, the one thing that I was talking about earlier with Fisherman Pete, the deliverance minister, were some of the prayers he had sent me, which I, I basically incorporate those into, um, not all of them, but some into the, um, you know, I, we pray a different warfare prayer before every teaching. So it's it's along those lines. So those, those are something you should print out as well. Um, then, then they supercharged anointing oil. And there's a big section on that. Okay, his anointing oil literally turned like a, it turned a different color after he had, now mine hasn't done that yet, but it actually turned a different color, which is almost like, you know, getting into like miracles and stuff. And um, anyway, I show you a picture of it here. He, he took pictures of it before and after. And um, there's a whole section on that. Now, I've covered this before. I've done whole teaching. Just key in anointing oil. you probably find them. But this is his testimony. This is um, on this. He dealt with a lot of Satanists showing up to his house. When they tried to cross the lines where he put this supercharged anointing oil out, it was like, again, it was like throwing battery acid on them. They, they, they couldn't even cross the lines um, because they were trying to, like, put plant all these cursed objects in his house or or, or or like on his property and stuff so I, I show you pictures of all this of outside his house where he's done it and all this stuff anyway it's really fascinating but i've also done a study on this where i, I believe i've read all this online all right so um man that's a long way okay so then we we get to you can even use little squirt guns with this stuff in it because you could be real disc discreet um more information on praying over the land and um then amazing first-hand testimonials about the anointing oil uh from some of my listeners that had made it yeah and how they're making it yeah several 
several. And then the last one is fasting, which I've got into recently. I did a teaching on fasting, just key in, you know, fasting in the keyword search box. But it's basically a lot of the same material I used, but my my teaching was a little bit more thorough, the most recent one I've done, but this is these are just this, a lot of the same links I gave you there. And that's it. We're on page 46 of the PDF. Of course, it'll be a little bit different after I subtract the... Uh, there, there's certain prayers. I, I subtract all the prayers at the start of the teaching and only leave the one prayer that's pertinent to the teaching. That way you don't have to scroll through all those prayers at the, at the PDF to get to the actual contents. So that's all I have for today. Again... I would probably say you might want to print that the last, oh my word, where does it start? Let's just see here. Um, oh, okay. You might want to print out, yeah, it would be starting on page 19, 19 to four, well, again, it's going to be a little bit different. Anyway, where it says spiritual warfare principles when praying over the land in places and engaging evil, you'll see that in the table of contents. When you get to that in the PDF, that's where you would want to start printing out. Okay? And because um, that information is is really invaluable. And that is like if you email me and, and you ask me, okay, what can I do about evil, sin, personal sin, this is what I'm going to send you. Now, granted, the, the spiritual principles about praying over land. But again, even though that doesn't may necessarily relate to personal sin, if the land that you're on is defiled, it's affecting you. Okay? So when, when you start to pray over these things and start to take authority over it, that can affect you very positively in a personal way. So I think it relates to all of it. So anyway, God bless you, and um, Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G. F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson. 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Hickory, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.